Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends. It's the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, coming to you from an undisclosed location. Unfortunately, I cannot be with the group today. I'm going to turn it over to my good buddy, Eddie Guevara, for the introductions and the setup for what's going to turn out to be a great topic of discussion today. So, Eddie, take it away. Hey, guys. How are you, everybody, today? Everybody uh, fine out there? We're uh, good. We might have some special guests popping on, but we'll wait and see. Uh, since a lot of people, I guess, today, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware that there was like a tornado watch. A day ago no. in Virginia and uh, some of New Jersey and New York. And um, oh. the winds were pretty high. I mean, we had high winds all around the area. And I found it very uh, kind of crazy because it wasn't raining or anything. But you would go outside and you would have like the lights in the street go like. Wee, wee, wee. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. It reminded me of one of those old Clean Eastwood films. Where yeah. Spaghetti yeah. West is where you heard the, the metallic sign go like. Wee, wee, wee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow, any trees go down or anything like that? Um, you know what? I don't know in my area, but I think um, uh, Richard Hilliard, by the way, you know, you guys know that we're working on that, uh, a mm-hmm. couple of projects there. Right. He told me that he had to bend down the hatches down there with the wind. Uh, he was lucky, but, um, you know, he, he told me that every time he thinks about it, uh, why he left Virginia 20 or 30 years ago and came to Jersey yeah, and now he's back in Virginia. He says, "When days like this come, he realizes why he did so." Huh? Um, but he said his wife wanted horses and stuff, so he wound up going back there again. But he's not uh, too fond of the area. Oh, that's something. <laughs> I said to him, "I would love. Uh, I love the South. I love South Carolina, North Carolina. But you know what, guys? The worst thing is uh, I don't like farms. If I go there, I have a small plot of land." Uh, nothing that I have to start dealing with animals and horses and stuff. It's just that's a lot of work. Too. Yeah, it is. It is not my cup of tea. And it's that's just way too secluded. We like to be like in the in the suburbs, kind of. You know. Yeah, not in the city per se. Well, yeah, but, but more like the suburbs. Um, you know what? You have to have some people around you. I mean, you know what? If you drop dead, nobody will find you in a farm. That, There's that, no that, farm. <laughs> yeah, roads and dark. Oh, yeah, no, no electric. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the cats will be eating eating you. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey. I know. Well, if I, you, you know what's crazy in some parts, not Virginia really, because Virginia is a little more on the high end, but you can go to South Carolina in a lot of places and for like forty, forty, fifty thousand dollars buy a home. Yeah. I, mean, I, I know I heard that Jude, if you ever guys heard of this guy named Jude, I, he sounds very familiar. Hey, Hi, Jude. Hey, Jude. I, I heard of him. Yeah. I heard of him. Uh, oh, you heard, oh, you heard of him. Wow. Well, Jude, let me tell you, you remember the house you told me you bought? I think you mentioned that for uh, $1 or $3, you got some Texas ranch in a comic book. Oh. You were able to buy this huge one-acre ranch. <laughs> really? No, nah, no. Nah, in... Are you teasing? No, I bought okay. I bought mountain property in New Orleans. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. You want some? I'll sell it to you. Send me some money. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you know... Um, Here's the whole rundown. Let, let's let's bring in some uh, very important news out there, Chuck and Sherry and Jude. Okay. Um, about a day or so ago, 
I was, my wife introduced me, and which they say I have a lot of junk, but they insist that I go see this haunted house in Home Goods. Now, the haunted house itself is about two feet tall by huh. about a foot wide. I mean, 15 oh. inches wide. And it is deep, about 15 inches. It's a huge haunted house. And I saw a picture of it, but my wife pictured it from top to bottom, and I wasn't like, I wasn't too impressed, you know? Yeah. I'm like, nah. I really don't like because the fact that the chimney looks like it's kind of crooked and all this and that. So I said, it looks like one of those ceramic, uh, you know, light up haunted house. I didn't yeah, really yeah. care for. Yeah. yeah. And so she wanted me to go in person. When I saw it in person, I'm like, I got to have this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, your wife is now promoting your. I know. She's prom- and so and my daughter also. My daughter ordered me a bunch of stuff. Oh, and I'm like, OK, um, one of the things that, that, that is crazy about it is they're telling me not to buy stuff, but they're getting me stuff. So it was for my birthday. See, birthday. They love you. It boils down that they yeah. love you. That's right. My birthday was actually two days ago. That's why they're yeah. doing, coming on, on the fourth. Well, well, so getting back to that haunted house, what does it do? I mean, oh, the, um, you know what, funny. Chuck? To tell, say real quick about the haunted house, what it does is it just lights up. But you remember that haunted house that you purchased and I purchased last year? From uh, Big Lots, I think it was, that has the, the moon in the back, and you press, and it makes all that noise and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I was tempted to buy it again because they sell it again this year. I am taking the mechanics from that right. and put it in, in into that big haunted house. I think that would make it really awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be like uh, a nice thing to do because I think all the mechanics are in the bottom of the haunted house. Right. So all I would have to do is uh, it's going to be kind of hard to wire the ceramic because you, I don't know how much space if I can get my hand inside. But it, it would be, I think, really cool huh. to give it a try. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention to you guys is, you know, we got a couple of announcements. One, as you guys know, uh, I, you know, I've been working on with Richard Hillier on bringing back the famous haunting record. And this is the record from comic books that they would advertise the ghoul with. Um, that record, uh, one of the greatest things about it, was still figuring out how to exactly how to package it and how to, uh, you know, do things with it. Originally, we were thinking a T-shirt and, and stuff like that. But now I think we're kind of playing around. And instead of a T-shirt, we're going to create just a record with a regular professional-looking sleeve instead of boxing it because... The situation is that we, we created a comic for it. Um, I had the comic already a couple of years, but I had Cav last week create another comic for like kids inviting themselves over for a haunting type of thing. Yeah. And what happened with that is that it somehow left us where we had five pages and we didn't know what to do. So we were talking about doing a trifold. And then uh, I, I, I came across and I, I was just mentioning to you guys um, when I was buying the haunted house, and this is the reason of the story, I met this individual that he is, I think his company's name is Geek, Geek not Geek Squad, Geek something, and they produce, uh, you know, comics and books. They kind of do cartoons from comics, like from EC Comics, the Ewing publication. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what they do is they kind of make it a little risque, but they're comics. They're, they're basically for more like an adult audience. But they don't show anything. It's just like, for example, one picture he showed me um, has a woman like taking, you know, a, a bubble bath and she's inside the bathtub there, you know, and she has one leg up in the air kind of. 
And she's looking in the window and she's petrified because there's the wolf man looking through. Uh, and you know, and I'm like, wow, that's a nice, I, I mean, I really, it was a super cool prank, you know? And, um, but anyway, that's basically what he, and he was telling me that I definitely have to go through Kickstarter to help get promotion for anything that I'm producing. Now he, here's the situation that's happened. The pressing of the record is 14 to 16 weeks from the time of order. Okay, which unfortunately is not going to have it here for October 27th, which is when Chiller starts. And uh, for people out there that don't know, I'm going to have an actual table in Chiller Theater with Dave Harbersat on the 27th, 28th, and 29th of October. So I am going to be promoting a lot of things there. One of the things that I'm going to have is a possibility that I might have in my possession. The mysterious bets ball, and everybody has heard of the bets ball. Oh yeah, B E T C, and a lot of people. If you're not familiar with it, Google it. Um, this ball has made it to ancient aliens. It was um, in in search of. They call it the alien ball, and I might have come across a chance that I have the original in my possession. Now, other than that, like I said, uh, stupid comics. And I believe it's going to be either Monster Bash or Scary Scary Monsters is going to run a full-page ad for the haunting record for Ooh. people that would like to place an order. Nice. It's going to be kind of like the days of the comic book where you see an order and then you wait 8 to 12 weeks for delivery, <laughs> which is exactly what's going to be happening uh. the time that the book comes out. Now, um, having said that, um, I guess that's, you know, we're really up to date there. And yes, and another thing I've been getting, uh, Chuck, I, I don't know if you've noticed, a lot of people are responding to you on YouTube and they've been asking questions. And also uh, they've been asking me questions. As, and one of the questions that I was asked for was, when is the book coming out? Uh, I had two people, one person contacted me through eBay and the other person contacted me and they're like, did the book sell out or is it out yet? So I, you know, we, I got to really push well, we have to all together push for the finishing of the book. Yeah. Uh, because we have some we have to have some type of uh, tangible product, at least one copy, uh, take pre-orders and chiller. Or, you know, I, I might go with uh, Kickstarter on the book as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been doing a lot this week and mostly what I've been doing is trying to figure out a home base for the website. Um, right now, House of the Unusual is 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 under the app Tapa Talk. Yeah. And what's happening with Tapa Talk is that, you know, as you guys know, it's being run by a third party, which believe it or not, it was founded by the Chinese, uh, a Chinese group back in the day, about 10, 15 years ago. The only problem with Tapa Talk, it's a beautiful uh, running platform. It's great for the user, but it's very bad to get any tech support because I think it has no one at the helms. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like a ghost ship that just hopefully drives itself. And, and <laughs> apparently uh, that's not good for us. I mean, it's it's good for the people that are actually using it, but for the yeah. end user or not the end user, the person that actually owns the site, it doesn't give me too much uh, ability to do much. But anyway... Um, uh, really quick, uh, Chuck and Sherry, uh, give us a little rundown. Uh, how are your magic shows going? 
All right. Very good. I mean, I've been extremely busy. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm actually turning them down, you know, so that's great. But, uh, yeah, doing, doing a lot of shows. And on my days off, like today, I'm actually building fences in my yard and painting them. And it's just ridiculous. It's always something. So I'm just trying to, you know, get things done around here. What about you, Sherry? What's... Yeah, and I've been able to watch my baby, my my grandson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my, um, Mike and his wife. My son, Mike, and his wife, Cassie, they bought a house and they just closed on it. So they are going to be moving in this weekend. And I'm going to take um, Roman, my uh, grandson, and watch him. He just turned two months. He's adorable. We love him so much. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, and I think we're going to have him overnight again. I did that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but needless to say, I didn't get much sleep. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. The boy yeah. likes to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened with this one. You know, when you weeks ago, uh, let me tell you, I think this is really funny. I came across a Jason Willis website 2006, right? Uh-huh. And I, I think you guys are going to find this fascinating. But I find... Okay, I find uh, one particular person responded and wrote the following. Johnson Smith's company, 70s. And, and this is something you got to show your little child Roman there so that he grows up into the, uh, <laughs> into oh, yeah. the order, uh, novelty <laughs> generation and magic. Yeah. But anyway, it says, mm-hmm. Johnson Smith company in the early 70s held my imagination as a child. I wow. saved my allowance and offer to do more chores around the house so I could wow. mail my hard Now, this was 2015 and 11.34 a.m. Um, uh, so I could uh, mail my hard-earned money into the com- this company for what I hope was a groundbreaking toy, at least something beyond imagination. I remember ordering the pack of eight walking dinosaurs for a dollar. It was actually seven, by the way. And even the popular You Control Ghost. Of course, uh-uh. on their arrival, I realized I was hoodwinked. The uh-huh. dinosaur were haphazardly print, painted on a an inflatable balloon, which had thin cardboard feet. Yeah, uh, yeah, those yeah. Yeah, those are the exact same ones I got. Yep. Yeah, to the tight end of the balloon. I also learned You Control meant a string for the ghost. That's what it did. Yeah. The white balloon, which you blew up. Uh, and put through a hole in a white garbage bag with oh. a string around it resembled of an its resemblance of a neck. I hooked this over a bent nail in my basement. You know what's weird? Even though I was generally disappointed, I could not wait to mail in my next order. Exactly. I guess the old Peter Bar- Barnum saying said it really, yeah. really is true. Yeah, suffering is born every minute. Every yeah. minute. Of every minute. Man. Do, do you know who this was, Chuck? No. I, I, I'm not sure. It, it sounds well, like me. Chuck, or... it's, it's, it sounds familiar. That's you. It so- oh, it, yeah, it sounds, that's someone, it sounds that's like you, me. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. You actually posted that on, you actually wow. went on Jason Willis' site. This is way before you we ever got to know each other. Isn't that Isn't something? That so yeah, bad. because the more you're reading this, I'm thinking, wow, that sounds like me. It's exactly like you, <laughs> the same toy. <laughs> You got to wow. say like the Indian and Bugs Bunny. It's that is so funny. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Boy, I was a sucker, man. Oh, yeah. How about you, Jude? Did you have any experiences like that in your childhood? Yeah. I mean, we bought 
I think it was the Melton Company's version. But, uh, you know, I had pictured the ghost being, I, I kind of knew it was a balloon, but I kind of pictured it. You know, remember the Three Stooges flying skull? Did you see that, Eddie? The I, Actually, that post, is, a lot of them are generally put up by my brother. Um, you know, right now with what I'm working with the book and the website and everything, I'm spending like hours and hours. And I've been like with Richard Hilliard on the phone for the last three days trying to finish up the record because uh, I was going to do a, ba- a box package set. And, and then um, the problem was is Todd Mitch and, and you guys know Todd Mitch and the King of the Oh, Trump. yeah. He contacted me to tell me what, how great it looks. And, and you know, he's like, I suggest, because, you know, here's another thing. Todd Mitchin, uh, Judas, you know, is the guy he's been doing graphic arts for years, like Richard Hillier. And he suggested we do a, I was going to put a plain white sleeve. And they're like, do a, you know, a good sleeve, a, a printed sleeve for the record. So I'm like, I'm going to go with the way of printing and, and selling it on a sleeve. But it's going to be like a thick cardboard sleeve with a comic book in the back and some inserts inside. Um, I was thinking of including how to pro- how to create a professionally uh, portable haunted house and make money as a free gift uh, inside with the record. You know, like Ooh, yeah, nice. something like that. Um, and and we also have a five page comic book that's been drawn for it. So you know, I'm I'm just playing around with a few things. And nice. Richard is coming back with the new graphics and. And right now he did for kickstarting. And this is what made the whole thing. I told him to do a setup like the box being opened and the products inside. And he did a mock-up for it for Kickstarter. And when I saw it, I'm like, what? It, it, it just, the way he he made like the comic, the sleeve, I, I kind of, I think I, I gravitated going that way. Because uh, mm-hmm. it looked that good. So, uh, Jude, uh, mm-hmm. we need to hear from you uh, concerning your recent purchases. I know you got the new... Uh, go into Dark Creature. So tell us a little more. I, you did, you, didn't you? I sent you my unboxing, didn't I? Yes, I, I got it. I was going to put it up, but I mean, nah, it's all right. It's a terrible unboxing because I'm only using one hand. I haven't figured it out. So <laughs> I, I figured, you know, I never really bought anything from NECA, NECA, whatever, NECA, but well, they had a special on the creature from the Black Lagoon pre convention. Okay. Uh, glow in the dark figure. It was like, what is it, like eight, nine inches? And uh, it, it's like the, it looks like the Rimco backing on the card, but it's a big, bigger figure. Yeah, it's a big figure. It's like a huge, you know, that if you walk in Target, they have them right now. <laughs> Are you aware of that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I got mine in Target, man. Because when <laughs> I, when I, yeah, when, when you told me to pre order, I saw it and I'm like, they target, man. Hey, hey, I think we know where Jude's going to go after the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, well, well, Chuck, we're talking about, remember that I haven't, if you guys look at one of my, uh, I think like a month ago, I did a YouTube unboxing, and I'm actually showing those figures. So the other thing is, the other thing is, I bought the, I bought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle set, which I really never, ever, I've never seen the movie, but I thought his... Uh-huh. This is the Italian in me. I'm going, hey, if I buy two sets, I can sell them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the, oh, you know, because I don't care about Ninja Turtles. I, mean, I, I never did. <laughs> my sons liked Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah, our sons liked them. And a they lot. had some figures. Yeah. We don't know what happened to them. I mean, it, it's got it's definitely cool, but I just yeah. I wasn't into them. 
You know okay. something? When, when you guys are talking Ninja Turtle, uh, my son had a big, giant, like 15, 16-inch rubber Ninja Turtle. Uh-huh. And every time I put that thing for some reason in my storage, which it is, you can tell because there's a, it emits a plastic smell that's really strong, man. Guys, and I know Jude, you're, gonna, you're not a female Jude, but you're going to remember this, especially when we used to get our Halloween. Remember when you open up a Barbie or any type of doll and you smell yes. hair? Opened up anything that was plastic in the Oh, yeah. Like, yeah a, like, 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 like a G.I. Joe or something? Yeah, that Toxic. was no, the G.I. Joe didn't smell as much, but the hair on, on dolls. Yeah. Barbie had a strong... It smells oh. so awesome that, that you just want to keep smelling that smell today. <laughs> I don't know. I never really thought about it. But I, go ahead. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, Terry? When you used to open up your dolls when you were young, do you remember that beautiful you remember smell? I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, Fumbelina. <laughs> I used Kathy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that, that smell was awesome. I mean, I used to get my Halloween Superman costume and it smelled like that. I was like, wow, this smells good. Well, I like the, the smell of the, the rubber they use, like the latex rubber for mask. That's a good smell. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That smells awesome. I just don't remember it too much. I remember the vinyl, like in the uh, Mego. Mego stuff had a smell because it was this vinyl. That's right. The play sets. Oh, yeah. It's like the G.I. Joe Adventure Team headquarters had this final smell. Right. Do, 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 you don't like that smell? Yeah. I didn't say I didn't. I just oh. don't remember it exactly. <laughs> oh. It's, but I do remember the, the mask smell. And to this day, I like that latex smell of, you know, like a mask, even a new mask. I did get two other things in the last month or two that I never thought I would get. Just... You know, if you want to hear about that, I yes, know Eddie yes, knows we, about yeah. it. We want to hear. It. I was about to ask you. Go ahead. Eddie knows about it because I, I, you know, I, I basically lucked out. Didn't you hold the guy at gunpoint and told him to? <laughs> <laughs> I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yeah, there and, you uh, go. <laughs> hey, that's that's the Italian. Yeah. Thing, you know? yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Tell tell us what what you so, get. I live in New Orleans, so I'm mm. I'm looking at Facebook Market, right? And I come across this Facebook Market post, and it has the Marx Frankenstein robot. And it has another robot called Mr. Mercury. And I'm like, all right, wait a minute. So I sent a message to the guy. I said, hey, I'm interested or whatever. You know, I was trying to be low key because. You don't want to be too excited. Right. But it's been, I looked and it was posted over like like a week. You know, it's been there on a week or so. I'm like, something's wrong. So finally, you know, I got in touch with him. And he said, he said something like, yeah, I have. I have the Mr. Mercury robot, but I inquired about the Frankenstein one. I said, no, I'm actually interested in the Frankenstein one. He goes, well, I have both. I said, good. I'm interested. Where are you? You know, so I went over there. Sure enough, (laughs) he's got them. And uh, I was able to get those for basically a song compared to what they're worth. And they don't work, but I send them off to the guy to get repaired uh there's a vintage toy guy and uh i told him don't worry about the mr mercury right now just just work on frankie yeah <laughs> so it's probably gonna be you know all totaled maybe five hundred dollars for for all of it and i think that's i mean that that damn frankenstein goes for a lot wow, wow. but i never thought i'd get one you know i mean we all know from the monsters when he thought herman thought that was his kid yeah right that's right that was how herman's son you got his son and yeah. i thought oh, wow. that's a cool so, but 
that's cool. And so I bought, um, there's a, a guy, of course, didn't have the box, but there's a guy on eBay selling a tin. It's like a, uh, a metal box mock-up of that box, battery-operated remote-controlled Frankenstein. So I, I thought that'd be a cool display for the back, you know. And then, uh, so that's cool. I'm waiting on, on the guy to, re- to figure out how much, you know, what, what my damages are. Yeah. And then uh, another lucky search, uh, and you guys, you know, it's, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to even think about this. I found the Aurora Gigantic Frankenstein model kit. Hmm. You know about that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is that if, if you guys are not aware of that, the giant Frankenstein from Aurora was in a fire, the original molds, I think, in some train fires. So supposedly when they recreated the gigantic Frankenstein, yeah. they actually remade molds from one original one. So the ones that Mobius sold, even though they look identical, they're slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jude came across an original one. Yeah. So the original one, and how I knew, because I was talking to Eddie, goes, oh, you know, he's it's probably a fake and all that. You know, Eddie's a very, yeah. he's pessimistic. Uh. <laughs> he's telling me everything I bought in my whole life is a repro. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. And I said, no, nah, because the guy sent me pictures. I talked to him. Uh-huh. And they have the original three bottles of paint that came with it, my which word. I'm like, I didn't even know that came with paint because I never pretty much done for, you know, for, for forever. Uh, that's cool. That's, cool. that's really great. I'm glad I mean, yeah. Uh, now, you can find the robot plans for Eddie. That'd be oh, great. He'd be so great. You know, you I know, got but, him. I got him. You know, I, I got to tell you guys something. It, it, it's crazy. When, you know, you're talking about that. You know something, Jude, you're, you're talking about the Frankenstein and that's, I, I told you that I saw a box sell. Okay. A box sell for over $480. It was an empty box. And now, of course, we're not, I don't know, unless Jude says that he got that for another song. In fact, if you keep getting songs like that, yeah, will a record by the end of the week. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it wasn't, it, it was a good deal. I just, um, the problem is. A good deal? That was, was a good, killer deal. It was a good deal. You know, it was a good, I mean. Hey, send some songs up here, man. Well, you know, I mean, I look at it as karma because when Hurricane Katrina came, I lost a whole bunch of stuff. So, uh, yeah. you know, um, it's like, all right. But I know Eddie knows that feeling because he had a fire, and that sucks. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, hey, the hey, thing- the one quick thing I wanted to mention, Jude, man, you got the coolest uh, cemeteries down there where oh, you're at. Oh, New Orleans, uh, yeah. I would, I would love to see where uh, where uh, Marie, Marie Laveau is uh, buried. That would be so cool, man. It's weird because they do have ghost tours. Oh, that would be so cool. Oh. I, I know the lady that runs uh, the haunted history tours here, and nice we did actually we did a movie way back i used to be in the film industry and nice we did um we did a low budget cheap 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 i mean yeah uh oh i hey i've been there done that that's yeah that's hey hey dude uh, you're gonna have to help me do a low budget, cheap, cheap, cheap film. On <laughs> the seven foot monster goes, dude. We could do it. We could do it. And actually, I wanted to talk about the haunting. I mean, I think the haunting has potential, just based not on that record because the record's horrible. I mean, you could hear the kid's accent, like he's like from Long Island. Like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, stuff like that. 
You know, and it's like the Benji's coming. I gotta get out of here. It's yeah, actually yeah, a woman, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's a woman. Yeah. But yeah. uh but that's kids they got locally and, and Banshee creature is a is a pretty scary looking thing. I mean that that could imagine that creature, you know, living in a in a in a crypt somewhere. <laughs> You know, or the dungeon of an old castle, uh, or whatever, and just mm. you know, that's a scary little thing. Uh, <laughs> let, let, well, let me say one thing to you, Jude. That you you got to remember one thing about this: okay. those records, and especially the Johnson Smith. If you hear them side by side, and you hear, because I'm telling you, I have about twenty different or thirty different records from the 1970s. Yeah. I think I use the same sound box for a lot of things because they're both the they have the same exact sounds. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, um, you mean they use sound bites of the same? Yeah, yeah, they they reused and reused because even uh, I mean, the thing about the Gale House, um, it, you know, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the Gale House. I didn't want to order it because I was scared to listen to it. So, <laughs> no, I remember that. I got that. it. I got it as an adult <laughs> doing a research and in, in in the back of Boys Life magazine. If you want to do a historical background of when companies came into existence and when companies went away. You can go into Boys Life magazine and start doing that research because they actually have a, a copy of every issue that ever came out for the last 100 years. They recently changed the name to Scouting Times from Boys Life. For you know, we have the new era, new everything being changed, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But they did put out a magazine. I think the reason they're changing is because the magazine Scouting and Boys Life they merged the magazines and called it Scouting Times. Okay. Now, the, the thing I was going to say about the uh, the whole thing is that I started doing three days ago some original research. And one of the things that are going to be included that's going to come out soon in, um, in, in I'm going to start putting it on eBay, is whoever remembers the, the thing that's the ad that ran, it first ran in 1974. That was the first time it ever ran. And it said, you can float on air. Okay? <laughs> and Chuck remembers that. I think it was, you remember, Chuck, that you oh, yeah. away for $3 and then it was yep. $4.95 for the plans. Yeah, I remember. That, that helped you how to make a hovercraft. Well, that's going to be available in the next day or two. By the um, House of the Unusual. Nice. And I'm also bringing back, not the robot plans that Jude never got me. That he uh. said it was. But I'm bringing back the robot plans from... Um, the Abracadabra Magic Shop, and they they've been repackaged mm -hmm. like the original packaging. They're they're everything original there except it's going to say House of the Unusual, obviously. But that's going to be bought out as well. But I started doing some good background there. The earliest Monster Ghost that was sold uh, was 1964, and they used to call it the Magic Ghost. And it was um, some production, I think it was, on Boy's Life. In 1970, um, the first one that played around with the ghost was Johnson Smith. If you start looking, because I went, you know, I go issue by issue, like 1970, January, February, and I look at all the ads. And I spent hours, I actually spent like over 18 hours doing all this. And mm -hmm. in 1974... 1970, no, so 1972, I think it was April 72, uh, the Melton Company jumped in. Oh, wow. and, and then they had, you know, early versions of the Ghost and stuff. And then 
the honor house jumped in and then another console together and there's another company that jumped in with it and it ran from like 72 as far as 1981 oh. now in 81 the last company running in the, that in 81 was the melton company and i think after they suckered thousands of kids okay <laughs> mm -hmm. um the Melton Company in 1981 was selling both the vampire bat that they were known for, mm -hmm. the blood curling vampire bat. That's the one uh, you told me, Jude, one day bit you. Well, you yeah. Were sleeping. Yeah. And um, they were selling the ghost combined for a dollar. <laughs> wow. So you would get the seven foot ghost mm -hmm. and that for a dollar. And I was thinking to myself, either this guy was just trying to get rid of whatever stock he had. Right. Yeah. Because he, he did sell it for a dollar each. And I mean, he, and, and here's one thing. The ad was a good three, four inches, which even at the time was going to cost him over three hundred dollars a month. Oh, my. So I'm sure he suckered thousands. Yeah. Now, getting back to this. And this is why I'm saying that. Uh, and, and you're saying you found this. Uh, so Jude, you're showing me <laughs> some you're showing me some possibility in life, man. Because well, if you came across somebody who might be part of the Gale House, which, believe it or not, I never did any research into the Gale House, except one time only, because I spent all my time searching Fun Factory, Fun House, American Circle, uh, Johnson Smith Company. But when I got the contact from Fun Factory, you need. Yeah, I, I, I didn't care for Gale House, because, see, the Gale House was very popular up to, like, 75, 74, 75. And they used to run sometimes full-page ads. Now, one thing I did realize about the Melton Company is that, I mean, I knew this before, but um, they actually sold about 15 different items. They had a flying witch, which you control, which I know that witch that they use was put out by Hong. If you ever guys seen that Hong Kong ad, uh, they used to sell the same thing as the vampire bat but it's bigger it's like like 12 inches and <laughs> that particular bat they also made a flying witch which was a jiggler i that's i believe what he used and they only used it one time so i don't think the flying witch was too popular for melting company he also had a pair of shoes that supposedly walked by themselves <laughs> he promised a lot for a dollar wow he had a bag of horrors <laughs> and, and he used for the bag of horror he used the uh, devil face or the kind of demon face he has on the seven foot monster ghost in the beginning he had the monster ghost where it's kind of sideways and there's a kid standing next to it or some guy and then later on he started changing and originally he started in Chicago Illinois which I knew about that um, I there's two addresses in Chicago one of them I never kind of researched but I did a google search yesterday on it it was I believe 1303 Washington, not Washington Avenue, or Washington Avenue uh, originally was uh, 55 East Washington Street and, and um, 30, 35 East Wabash Avenue because it's the same building mm -hmm. with two different things. But I guess there must have been another P.O. box that he rented in 1303. Now, the thing with everybody knows is, and that's why I, did, I failed to do any research on the Gale House, on on certain other there was another company that was also popular in the 70s um i, I don't remember the name right now but they sold the seven foot frankenstein their artwork was very bad and they came out a lot in, in uh 
Conan the Barbarian magazines, they would advertise, I don't know if it was Hubbard House, or I forget the name of it right now. But the problem <clears throat> is that I only concentrated on, right, you know, right. on what's important. And the important thing to me was to get the melting company. I needed those robot plants. Yeah. And, well, the first robot <laughs> plants were put out, believe it or not, in 1973. 1973, it was Jmar Productions. And Jmar only showed the robot, like the top portion of the head without the kid inside. And it's a, like a one-inch ad. And then the melting company, they took off with that, man. In 1974, straight through 1979, uh, you can find the ad in Every Boy's Life magazine. And they ran like the three, four-inch ad. And then the robot ceased to exist by 1980. Wow. But anyway, the point is that when you look at the robot plans from Abracadabra Magic Shop and you look at the robot plans from, um, from, you know, from the Melton Company, you would see that as a sucker, me liking Frankenstein, I fell for the uh, Abracadabra Magic Shop. And unfortunately, because of that, I regret it because it's, it's, it's showed up its face on me over six times on eBay uh, by people that sent me a copy of it. But those robot plants, and now there is a guy, Chuck, and I, I don't know if you guys have seen it. There's a guy online who responded to the website, you know, House of the Unusual. And if you guys are aware of it, Boing Boing wrote a story about me, which was submitted to Boing Boing by Jason Blakely. Oh, okay. And the story actually says that... Um, you know, I'm in search of this robot plants. And, and a guy responded and said that he remembers the plants. He doesn't have it, but his father and him did build it. It was very elaborate. It was a very well put together plan, he said. And they built it. And, and he says it was kind of clunky. So he really didn't play too much with it. But they would bring it out at the lawn every Halloween. And so apparently it, it seems to have been something really good. Hmm. And... uh you know, Jude, you're going to have to help me find the Melton Company, man, because by the time we find him, he's going to be dead. You already found the Melton Company, you said. Where? <laughs> you said you you, you Ch- found the I, No, 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 no. I, I've been looking for the owner of the Melton Company. Oh, for he's probably gone. Years. Yeah. Ooh, he's could, could, you imagine, could you imagine it as once it comes out from us in the original vinyl? Yeah. I want to do, I want to write a screenplay about that. Yeah, that would be so cool. And you know what? It would be interesting to see who founded the Gale House. I mean, what was it named after somebody's daughter? Just like I, that's what I'm 20, saying. I there's a know? possibility that those people are no longer alive. You see, that's yeah. the other thing. The Gale House. It's like it's like the uh, you know, that's the last name. It's it's, the last yeah, name. that's what I'm saying. But the, just the name of that sounds creepy. Like oh, it's the Gale House. Like yeah, yeah. Like what's the house I'm thinking of? Like the. The Myers fall, house, you're, Michael you're Myers of, house. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the fall of the house of Usher? No, no, like, no. I'm just thinking of like a famous house that's haunted. Like you don't want to go there. That's the Myers house. Right, Like right. Michael Myers or the, the Gale uh, house. You no, know? Well, let me let me tell you something, though. The Gale house, they actually ran full-page ads. Uh, they had other novelties as well. Um, that's where Ichabod Gale killed all of his children. Yeah, <laughs> probably. And another thing I was going to say is, when, <laughs> you know, we're talking about, you know, some of these mail order companies. Uh, the Melton Company and Jude, the, what happened with the Melton Company is back in 1984, I drove down to Chicago, Illinois, trying to find if I could find anything on it. And I found out 
That's mm-hmm. how I found out the building has two things. I found out, um, and this is very important, I found out that in the Gale House, I mean, the Gale House, the, the Melton Company, there was a guy in the building who had been a janitor there for some time. Oh, man. That informed me, he informed me that there was on, I forgot it was the 17th floor or something, a P.O. Box rental place. And that's how I said, wow, that's probably where the melting company came from. And then he gave me the phone number of the lady who owned it, not the lady, uh, the wife of the guy who had passed away back then that owned that place. So I asked the wife and she said to me, she remembers the guy, but couldn't tell me his name, his actual name. So you know him as the melting company. And we know him as the Gale House, you know, whatever. So because of that, that's the situation that we had that I couldn't find it. I went to Florida to three locations that he had in Florida. The main post office on 13th Street, Washington Street. The main post office on, uh, uh, I think, Collins Avenue and 183rd Street. The guy in the 183rd Street told me the last name was Fields. That's all he remembers. And then when I went down to 19, this was in 1987, 88, I went and I spoke with the lady mm-hmm. who was in charge of the P.O. boxes from the 70s. And she goes to me, look, Eddie, I know who you're talking about because I got to know her. That's why she said, look, Eddie, like I would bother her every year. I went down there and I said, listen. And she goes, <laughs> I remember because I was pregnant at the time with my baby. And I had this, I was like eight months pregnant. And every time I get an envelope, it had a bunch of change and it would fall <laughs> all over the floor. Uh, and she goes, I do remember who you're talking about. And she goes, and you're lucky I don't throw things out. So she goes inside and she gets a list, handwritten list of all the P.O. Box owners. Wow. Believe it or not, P.O. Box D and E were the only ones that were blank. And oh. I said, what are the chances? So my problem has been with him that I could not find out who his name was, wow. even to this day. One day, I'm sitting in a mall in Paramus, New Jersey, with Dave Harvestat, <laughs> and we're going over the original phone book from the Fun Factory, which I acquired through Lou Weiss when we partnered in the Fun Factory. And this is the original 1970s phone book. And lo and behold, David is looking through it, and he looks at it, which it, it had surpassed me, and we found the Melton Company phone number from Florida. Now, mm-hmm. remember, he was in Chicago till about 1974, and then he was using both addresses, Florida, Miami Beach, and Chicago, but I think uh, it stayed in Miami as time went on. Now, what am I telling you? I went to the banks around the area <laughs> in 1984 <laughs> to see if anybody, and you know what? Back then, people still had physical records. And one guy, I think, believe it or not, I think it was, not, I don't know if it was, I, I could swear it was called Bank of America at that time. But this is before, and then it was uh, Fleet, and then it became something, and Bank of America came out again. But I think this was an early whatever. Wow. If I had known the name, I could have found a family member. I mean, I spoke to Jack Aboff, that's the original Fun House. That's the one that said $1 million in U.S. banknotes for free. What if you I, went to, what if you went to the business? You know, Chicago business bureau and said, hey, I listen, listen, I, you, I, when I, no, I didn't go to that that day because I got there. Oh, no. no, no, I mailed letters. 
to all the clerk yeah. offices of Chicago. I mail letters. This is another thing I forgot to mention. I mail letters to Florida. The only thing I can find out, this guy never registered the melting company. This was probably all sent in cash. I don't think people send money orders for a dollar. No. And for whatever reason, I don't understand how he did it or whatever, but I know he never registered the name. That's a fact because I checked everything possible to track this guy down. This guy, even <laughs> though he ran thousands of ads, he became uh, missing in action. And this is what really gets me is, and, and this is how, how in debt I've gone in, in trying to get this guy's name. I contacted Boys Life magazine in 2000 something. I spoke with the publisher, the publisher, and I spoke with the person in the ad department and they remember him, but they, they didn't have any present record of him. They didn't know who he was. They just remember him going in and signing. And I spoke to Bernie Slotnick, who worked with DC Comics for 40 years. And Bernie Slotnick, which <laughs> I befriended through Lou Weiss, did not have any information. He goes, Eddie, I spoke to him on the phone. I never met him. He ran many ads with us. And I'm like, Bernie, is there any record that can tell me where this guy resides? What's his name? Now it's too late. I'm sure the guy passed away by now because if he's running ads in 1969 and 70, yeah, wow. he's got to be like 80 or 90 unless he, I mean, he could still be alive. But anyway, mm -hmm. in fact, the guy who does, uh, who owns uh, Jeffrey Hogue, who owns the uh, Charles Atlas company, gave me a random name of a friend he knew. And let's get a load of this. I contacted the guy. I'm not going to mention the guy's name, but the guy was in charge a very risque, every type of ad from, from the Star National Enquirer to the Star. This guy had many companies, and he said to me, I know what company you're talking about, but it's not me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, so the Melton Company is the only thing. So the reason I never bothered looking up the Yale House, other than one time somebody actually tracked down where the warehouse was, and I read some information about it, uh, but the Gale House, like Hubbard House and, you know, well, Hubbard House actually was a big famous catalog. But there, there's a couple of uh, houses. There's, there's another, except the House of a Thousand Mysteries, which everybody knows that is Vic Lawson, which is probably the one that started all the mail order stuff in the 1960s. Because you could really say the golden age of mail order started in the 60s. But when comic books were really filled with ads were between 1972 and 79. Oh, yeah. That, that was, like, insane. Like, they really hit uh, all the comics and Boy's Life and everything. You could see the difference in the amount of ads. And then in the 80s, it started swading off. Then with the advent of wrestling, uh, you know, WWF and all that, all the wrestling magazine, you started having a bunch of new mail-order houses uh, emerge with novelties and jokes. And a lot of the old mail-order houses, like Johnson Smith, they used to sell their Hercules wristband and all that, you know, <laughs> came back into action again. And some of those karate things came back in. But um, I got to tell you, though, my tracking down of the Melton Company, and I have a paper trail of it, by the way, it's insane. And to this day, I cannot believe with eBay, like I've done, and it's not now, I've been searching eBay yearly since 2000. And not once has anybody listed 
the seven foot rover plants. It's insane. And, you know, you're not going to have a set of plants like the guy said in, in my website that he sh he's sure that he was not the only one that bothered his father into building it. So mm -hmm. the point is that there is one character that I that does have it and he's just being whatever with me. He probably never give it to me. But the thing is that I, I just don't get it. I don't understand why you can have, you know, 1960s. Aurora model instructions and everything under the sun and something that would be as elaborate and fun as that, that you would know kids would keep that no one's got it. That it's, I just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, Boeing Boeing has a 2 million circulation and at least bought a person out of the woodwork. I did have another character that ordered something on eBay. He ordered the robot plants I was selling because I used the original picture of that robot plant. And I sent them the one from Abracadabra instead of the, and I'm going to say this, the guy's a bubblehead. Instead of requesting a refund or saying, he's like, that wasn't the ones. I had the other ones. He gives me a negative feedback, which right. I, I fought and won. But the thing I'm saying, though, is that the guy, instead of being a, a jerk like he was, he could have befriended me. And I would have freaking given it to him for free just for information about the robot plants, you know? But that's what happened. So I've come across a couple of people that have said, we ordered it. I've never been able to talk to anybody except for this character that doesn't want to give them to me. But I haven't been, I would like to talk. And I wrote this guy on my website. Uh, he hasn't responded yet. But I'm trying to tell him, listen, contact me. I really would like to ask you questions as to what it looks like. And the reason for that is because I barely, I, I think I know what the original looked like, but I have to be careful because, you know, somebody out there could put a, you know, now with everything together, put a pair, uh, build, make one for me, and then try to sell it off to me as an original. You know what I mean? But knowing knowing the measurements, knowing what it looks like, uh, would stop me from falling prey to a fake one. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Man, look, I think your your new name is Eddie Ahab, Captain Ahab. <laughs> You were looking for Moby Dick. And... Oh, my. Well, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. We're down to two minutes. Um, I want to tell you guys again, thank you for being on. It's been a wonderful show. Uh, Chunk and Cherry, uh, thank you for always being part of it and for sending all the Chuck's Corners each and every week. Sure. Be in the lookout. We're working on and Chuck and Cherry. You and, and even Jude right now is going to be helping me in a few things. And he opened his mouth by putting himself as a producer for a movie. Yeah. Now he's up, you know, they're going to take him up on it. And hey, uh, don't worry. <clears throat> well, know. well, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing that uh, like sometimes they say it's best to stay quiet, Jude. Uh. Anyway, um, <laughs> guys, God bless. God bless. Take care. All right. You have a wonderful day. So, right? All right. Good talking to you guys. There you go. Bye. -bye. Ciao.